0: Welcome, everyone, to the debut edition of Livestream News. I'm Ross Brand, and my co host is
1: Coach Jenny. Hello.
0: Hey, Coach Jenny. Um, I'm the host of Livestream Stars. Now that I've got so many live stream shows, it's like, which one, which is the main one to go? Oh, it's Livestream Stars, is the, the one I'm doing every week. So why don't I introduce myself as the host of that and livestreamuniverse.com? Uh, Jenny, tell everybody which of the 100 20 shows a week, um, you'd like them to watch next.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I am not that bad. Are you calling me an addict? So I'm Coach Jenny, the Audacity Coach. I am not a um, live stream guru or a tech guru in any sense. I'm a thought leader who just really loves using live stream to connect with people. Um, I blab a lot. So mm-hmm. that's what he's making fun of. Um, and so I host a show called Audacity Lab Lab, um, which is a fun little play words, and uh, a few others, including Dames on Thrones, which is our next one tomorrow, uh, oh, wow. which is a bunch of women talking about Game of Thrones. So yeah.
0: Oh, wow, I haven't caught that one. I guess, I guess it would help if I watched the show, right? <laughs> yeah,
1: if you don't watch the show, we're going to spoil it like crazy. But if you watch the show and you would like to know what a bunch of women think about it, it's kind of fun and hysterical.
0: Okay. So women have kind of a different perspective on it than than men might or
1: I don't know that that's true, but when I watch the YouTubers who talk about the show afterwards, it's always that guy. You know what right, I mean? Right. Like that guy that you would run into at Comic Con. And Dames on Thrones is a bunch of women who you would never catch at Comic-Con. So it's a very different perspective. <laughs> so
0: just to kind of break down what we're what we're doing here, um, we're not gonna talk about the political candidates We're certainly not going to bring out a map and show you which precincts they have to win to get the percentage of delegates they need to clinch the nomination or whatever. Plenty of outlets will do that for you from the time you wake up to the time you go to sleep. <laughs> Just like, um, when, when I started live stream sports, we're not going to do scores and local sports talk and stuff. There's plenty of places, sports center and, local shows to do that. So we're going to talk about the intersection of of news and live streaming, what's going on in the world of live streaming, and also where the larger world intersects with live streaming. If something in the mainstream news has to do with live streaming, we will try and work that in as well. So um, I, I guess to get started, Jenny. Um, there's a, a few a few big updates. I think everybody knows about them now. Snapchat 2.0, Facebook mm-hmm. Live, um, rolling out some some new features. And you kind of dove into both of those after being like me, kind of a holdout from both of those platforms. Or were you using Facebook
1: Live? It's a good question. I was a holdout on Snapchat, and I think I'm a tentative holdout on Snapchat still. But you know, here's the thing, and this is why I wanted to do the show with you, is that it is overwhelming <laughs> for month to month. We're going to see in a month how much happens in the live stream space. It's overwhelming, it's very hard to keep up with all of this happy nonsense. And so figuring out which tools are going to work for you, for now, recognizing that tools are changing and evolving, it's really hard to stay up to date on it. So that's what we're endeavoring to do. So I am an early adopter of Facebook Live-ish. I am not um, one of those people that, I don't don't have a fan page, right? Right, And it came to fan pages first. So I didn't have that and I didn't have mentions. But as soon as they said, hey, you can now put this on your timeline, I started using Facebook Live on my timeline. And then the moment I found out I could put it in a Facebook group, I hosted a Facebook live in my Facebook group, like in the car, I got a text saying, Hey, did you know you could do this? And I parked the car to do a Facebook live. I was so excited in my Facebook group. And now uh, you can actually do Facebook lives inside of a Facebook event, which kind of takes it off your timeline, takes it off of the Facebook group and kind of creates a container for a bunch of live events, which is really quite fun.
0: What's interesting about that is that then gives you the scheduling aspect, right? Because if Mm -hmm. you do it within the event, then you create the event, you invite everybody to the event, you set the time and they know when it's going to start because that's that's kind of been Blab's. The one thing that Blab's been ahead of the game on is Mm -hmm. the scheduling aspect, right? The other live stream apps don't have that or don't have it. To the extent that Blab does where it's locked in, you have the link, it gives you the countdown and all that. But event pages, you know, were so good for me for um, offline events, for in-person, on-site events. Um, I imagine they're going to be great for, for um, live streaming events too.
1: Well, see, Meerkat, uh, David's right. Meerkat originally had that scheduling feature in it. But as we know, Periscope ate Meerkat um, and kind of squashed it like a bug.
2: <laughs> and right, right. Uh,
1: Periscope didn't care about, it wanted to be um, impromptu. Snapchat wants to be impromptu, right? Snapchat wants to be just in the moment. Uh, Tim is saying Spreecast did. I'm not as familiar with that. So so mm-hmm. most of the mobile-based apps Don't, and let's be clear, Facebook Live doesn't have a feature in it where you can schedule your Facebook Live ahead. However, scheduling online events using Facebook, period, is something that we've been doing for quite a while. And I certainly do that in my Facebook group. You can do that with your Facebook page or with your own personal timeline. And now that you can stream live in all those different places, it's really powerful to be able to stream live right in the event. So people just have to click the event from wherever they are on Facebook and watch you live, participate live. And here's what's cool. If you RSVP'd that you were going to that event, you can then later also Facebook live into the event. So I'm using that right now in the lab. It's working really well.
0: Well, Tim has a great question. He says for Facebook Live, what's the best way to have video conversation with remote guests? I know you can't have two on air, but thinking must be a workaround. I think there, if you're really high tech, there's there's certain technology you can use. Um, but i don't know whether that's doing it natively on facebook live or it's doing it somewhere else and then channeling it over to to facebook live but right right now that still is where blab is winning right right and-
1: but you when you're facebook living if somebody is there live there's only a mm-hmm. few second delay now for them to be able to chat into um just type a comment like you would on Facebook of any video or, or picture you're looking at and you can have that conversation. But Monique saw somebody today that was using Facebook live wire casting and tying it in a blab. And we all know that those are the crazy hacks you see. Um, right. where people are blabbing and Facebook living and snapchatting this all at the same time. Um, that's a little too ADHD for me. Um, <laughs> but There's definitely ways that you can do that. But Facebook live is meant to be more of a broadcast where you're broadcasting to people, um, and you have that audience feedback similar to Periscope as it stands now, though. Right. Of course, there's right. a lot of rumors about where Facebook Live is going.
0: And just to just to be clear, this conversation can't take place on Facebook Live unless you have a very high-tech solution. And shameless plug, Marty McClendon, padden who used to be uh at espn and does a lot of production stuff is going to be joining me on on live stream sports on uh thursday night at 7 p.m eastern okay end of shameless plug but he he knows how to do that and he hosts um co-host shows where he's actually got two hosts and he he creates sort of a whole like studio setup so i can't wait to ask him how he does that because he not only drops it into a window and runs it in blab but he has it going live on your feed on facebook live so that when you're scrolling down it goes it just goes and plays and you get the notification and all so there's there's some wild stuff you can do out there um i don't know that the average person has the the budget or the experience um and the know-how i mean there's a lot of things involved tim says okay cool. i have android
1: right uh, exactly so then the android people they're always like 6 months behind on everything because they do ev- they optimize everything for ios and um then if it takes off they finally get around to you android people apologies i don't know why i'm apologizing it's not me i didn't do it um But yeah, you know, there are hacks, there are ways that people do this stuff. That is not anything that I'm remotely interested in. I'm a Blab purist. I'm still pissy that we have screen sharing and all this stuff because (laughs) I just want to have conversations with people. Um, Although I must admit, we used the screen sharing capability in a Blab a couple hours ago and it worked really nicely for what we were doing.
0: So. For for video or what did you what did you drop? We in? were
1: uh, talking about a particular software that uh, an email marketing software, and um, one of my clients was willing to kind of open it up and show it to us. And here's how it works. So you could see inside it before you bought it, which was kind of cool. Um, so that's the first time I have found a use for that. I know a lot of folks that do more technical work or, or teach more technical things um, probably are thrilled because I know that was the number one. Um, request of Blab is to get that screen sharing capability. Um, I personally would just rather see our questions come back, but that's a right,
0: little- right? No, our <laughs> questions are gone. <laughs> I had to like I had to keep scrolling down to get to Kim's question.
1: Uh, I know. I just things want are always changing here. <laughs> right,
0: right. <laughs> so, um, let's talk about Snapchat quickly because Snapchat 2.0 came along, and like me, you finally said, okay, I. I got to figure out what i'm doing with this thing i think you went from like zero to 100 in in like a week whereas i went from like 10 to 15 i think
1: (laughs) i still i'm still um hot and cold with snapchat like i'll have a day where i'm like i am going to remember to snapchat all day long and then there'll be Mm -hmm. eight days of oops you know um i joined the day that 2.0 came out so i can't speak to one point anything. Um, and Monique Johnson is a huge (laughs) fan of Snapchat and she's been teaching me how to utilize it. Um, I like it. I like the idea of it. However, I feel like in the thought leadership space, what a lot of us solopreneurs are doing is constantly using it for behind the scenes stuff. Mm -hmm. that's all well and good but behind the scenes of your business every day is kind of boring you know I mean, we need a little (laughs) bit more than that um so yeah I'm still trying to figure out how I'm going to actually use it but I want to figure it out so that I can reach a broader audience and I think that's why we're using a lot of these live stream technologies right is so that we can reach out and Um, find a larger audience. And there's a free resource that that Monique is sharing that has helped me so tremendously. It's a bunch of YouTube videos, nothing to buy, no opt-in, nothing. It's all right there. And you watch those YouTube videos and it explains when you swipe this way, why are you doing that? And what does that mean? Um, Which is really lovely.
0: Oh, that's great. And uh, Monique's going to be joining us in a, in about 15 minutes uh, to talk about uh, do-it-yourself mobile video and her experience at uh, Social Media Marketing World 2016. I always have the abbreviation and with the hashtag in my head, and it's like when I actually have to say it because people might not know what I'm talking yeah. about. I, it's, it's a mouthful. It's a mouthful, yeah.
1: yeah. The double M's, it's too much. <laughs> So, you know, here's here's
0: my thing with Snapchat, right? Mm-hmm. I can't figure out from my own personal account what what I need to do or what I should do or what I want to do. I mean, I enjoy watching snaps occasionally, depending on who's doing what and whatever. I I don't really like to interrupt myself when I'm doing things to go. Oh, I got. I I don't like being on camera that much. I mean, I think yeah. blab is kind of an anomaly because we're having these conversations. It's not like holding up the camera and saying, "Look at me. I'm taking this picture." I'm now, you know, um. But then, you know, I have I have an account that I just opened up for HR Avant Garde, um, and one of my my colleagues in that group. We're, I was talking to and said, you know, this would be a great place for you to drop in, like career tips, you know, things that people can use, um, you know, when they're job searching or when they have a performance review coming up or anything along the whole spectrum of 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 your career and managing and managing situations at work and stuff like so when it you know people say it's not for marketing and it's i mean we're not marketing we're providing something helpful but it's actually easier for me to think of why an organization could use it versus why i want to use it but that's that's me you know But i think
1: you're also only looking at one of the pages right you're looking at the page where you're broadcasting and Mm -hmm. putting it on your story right what about the other side i think what I like about Snapchat that I am enjoying and not using enough, actually, as I'm saying this, I'm realizing tomorrow I'm gonna do this, is to go over and send individual snaps, individual videos, individual voice memos to Mm -hmm. all the people that I'm following. So when I first signed up for Snapchat, I went over to that side and I was like, I don't really wanna say, here's my story today. That didn't really interest me. (laughs) But going and just saying, hey, thank you for following me. What are you working on today? And kind of personalizing that all the way through one human at a time, be like, hi, Ross, how was Live Stream Stars last night? It's a way to kind of leave these 10 second uh, voicemails but mm-hmm. have that facial, I don't know what I'm trying to say, like a video voicemail. And if somebody's there, the conversations actually happen. And now, you know, with Monique, we actually get on there and have uh, live chats, like using FaceTime, but in the Snapchat app, which right, is quite lovely. Right.
0: And do you find there's a reason why you might use that versus using Facebook Messenger? Because you can do all the same things with Facebook Messenger, right?
1: If I call somebody on Facebook Messenger they're gonna be like, what? Because how often does that ring happen, right? You accidentally hear that ring.
0: You can record your voice now, you can record, I believe you can record video too on Facebook. It's just not something
1: that I've really utilized yet. So Mm -hmm. there's no good reason not to do it over there. Um, What I love about Facebook Live over all of these other things is Periscope, even Blab, um, Snapchat. I am starting from zero and building an audience again. Sure. It's a lot of the same people. Mm -hmm. But you start at zero and you're building an audience again. Facebook Live, I'm streaming to the people I've been hanging out with since 2007. (laughs) And that is a beautiful thing. I've been working on that um, inadvertently for a long, long time. And I think that's what makes that something really special. So to your point, I haven't really used the Facebook Messenger in that way, but maybe I should.
0: Do you find with Facebook Live that you enjoy using the one in the group in creating an event or just putting it up on your timeline? Like, which do you enjoy doing most?
1: I don't like putting it on my timeline. So that's a bass backwards <laughs> way of answering that question because I did the first few on my timeline. I was like, hi, I'm coach Jenny. And then that cousin from back then gets on, hi Jenny. And it's like, Ugh. so what's weird about that is think about everybody, you know, on Facebook watching these videos, it, there was no like way for me to block it. Now I've learned since doing that first uh, Facebook live stream or broadcast is that you can pick different groupings of people within your but I don't have all that set up. That's just what a pain in the ass, right? So I've moved away from my timeline. I much prefer to talk about them in my group because those are people in my mind Mm -hmm. who have opted in because they've joined that group. They've opted in to hearing some of the messages and learning about what I'm talking about in my business. So from a business perspective, that's how I'm using it. In my mind, it's kind of like an email opt-in, right? I'm not just gonna email my cousin Gary. (laughs) Hey, buy my thing, you know? (laughs) Um, And so that's that distinction for me.
0: Yeah, I kind of feel like um even if Facebook went to some sort of format like this, if there was an audience at Blab, I really like doing it better where the audience opts in and choos- chooses to come join you rather than all of a sudden I'm live streaming in somebody's feed, which you know, <laughs> they didn't ask for. And I yeah. maybe didn't necessarily intend the show for them, right? Like they have no... Right. You know, they might not have an interest in this, whatever. But um obviously with the reach that Facebook has in the audience and everything else, if Facebook does come up with something like this, it would be really powerful and it'd be probably pretty hard to resist. You'd probably get over very quickly what you know, oh my cousin's watching. Oh, so
1: right. Because the truth is that, you know, as much as I'm talking about it in the context of business and, and my business brand, um, my best Facebook live ever was when my wife and I were on vacation. We're like, Hey, we're at the beach. It's gorgeous. You need to see this. Check it out. You know what I mean? Um, that was really popular and we were engaging with family and friends and colleagues and clients. And, um, that was a really fun way of utilizing that. I believe that's how Periscope started. You know, when you open up Periscope now I gave up on Periscope long ago, but last I heard when you open up Periscope, this isn't what you see. This is the camera it's using. It wants to see what you see, not a picture of you. You right, have to right. turn it around, right? You have to turn it to selfie mode. And um, the, per, you know, the first thought—that's why it's called Periscope—is what do you see? Um, right. And I like that. I think I would like to see most more. Most people didn't use it that way. <laughs> no, and, and myself included. So far, most of them have been selfies.
0: <laughs> so let's talk about what Facebook and, and Google are doing in terms of strategy, right? Um Facebook is reportedly coming up with a, a standalone cat camera app that is gonna let you without having to go into Facebook, um, share photos, share video, even start live streaming and then and then it'll live stream into the timeline or into a group or what have you. Um meanwhile, Google, who's been kind of left out of this sort of wave of social live streaming, um apps is now working on uh, youtube connect which right. there's some reports that it might be out as soon as you know a couple weeks or whatever um within the next couple weeks um but all these are sort of like unsourced unreported <laughs> you know somebody told somebody told Facebook somebody
1: I've only heard an, as a rumor like everything i've read is like they highlight the word rumor everywhere um right
0: yeah, yeah, I remember Hangouts. McDonald's. I just remember hangouts. Lab eight
1: hangouts for me. I'm sorry, hangouts I yeah. miss you,
0: but not but, uh, so clearly this says, right, that live streaming is is important to these companies and that they see a reason to get into it, right? I mean yep. Twitter's trying to make the most of its opportunities with Periscope as well as integrate Periscope. So I think all this speaks to the importance of video and even live streaming going forward we haven 't exactly figured out how everybody 's going to be using these tools, but clearly they're they 're saying that it 's important for them to provide other ways for you to share content on their platforms like right. I think Facebook has noticed that the content sharing and the and the profile updates have, have gone down and so that that could be their motivi- motivation. And I, I guess YouTube being YouTube should be able to offer whatever what everybody else is offering, right? I mean, they're the they've been the king of video, right?
1: Yeah, I'm kind of like as much as I'm enjoying Facebook Live because Facebook is where I have the strongest foothold of all the social networks. And when I say that is not necessarily in numbers, but I have the strongest engagement. That's where people are really paying attention. I feel like YouTube's gonna show up with YouTube Connect and drop the mic because they are the best in video like they know what they're doing and I'm really curious about what they're coming up with same problem um I have to start a new community over there my my cute little YouTube following is it's cute you pat it on the top of its head it's so cute (laughs) um but that's okay um you know, I am very intrigued to see what they come out with. But will it be the next Hangouts like or Google Plus which is wont won or will it be the next Periscope meets Facebook Live meets Snapchat? Who knows.
0: Right, right. I think what's interesting too is that I haven't heard anything about any of these apps that are coming or in the works or whatever actually trying to do this format, right? The focus seems to be on getting you to share yourself and in the moment and message people and stuff like that. So is that, is that their way of saying that this isn't a winner to them or that this isn't a threat at all. So we don't even have to consider coming up with an option for that. Or is it just that it's so deep in the vault that we, you know, we, they've got a team somewhere, six, six levels underground in a bunker or something
1: That's a really good question. Cause one of, this is one of the reasons. And it's not I one
0: think- that I expect you to have an answer for. No, I'm just like, I don't have the <laughs>
1: answers on anything, but I have the, <laughs> out the wazoo. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I love, this is why I'm a Blab purist. What I loved about Blab is it wasn't another webinar software. right? And now it's added enough features to be hmm, a better, but another webinar software. And that is such a bummer to me because it used to be this wonderful uh, place for organic connection with all these great people. I've made amazing friends here, I love it. Um, So the purist in me like wants to hang on to that. But the fact that there hasn't been a lot of competitors show up, or at least not in my purview for Blab specifically, is interesting to me. It does beg that exact question. And in you know our kind of Kardashian, Kardashian lifestyle that we have now, look at me, look at me, look at me, it makes sense that the millennials will be the first ones to use these, these tools for the most part. So let's fit into where pop culture and, and, and culture is. Um, right. And have it be a one to many versus um, these discussion points.
0: Yeah, I would say that the the millennial Kardashian crowd is not rushing over to Blab right now, right?
1: Haven't seen one of them. <laughs> haven't seen them. They haven't been over here. Um, yeah, and and the folks that are really um, enjoying Blab are are at least Xers for the most part. So yeah, it's a it's a interesting. I mean, these are gross generalizations about whatever, and I'm somewhere in between these things. But still, I think that that matters. And whoever's coming out with the next cutting edge or bleeding edge technology wants it to be the next Snapchat. You know, I feel bad for these tech companies who are trying to chase around these millennials because the first thing they did is they came out with Facebook and it was for college kids. And now it's not cool. You know, and then they came out with Snapchat and now we're making that not cool. We're just not cooling all of their programs. <laughs> right.
0: plus, the, plus the generation that made it cool is eventually going to graduate from college and, you know, enter the nine to five world and all. And they're going to make it not cool for the next generation to be on it. Right.
1: <laughs> exactly. Because <laughs> exactly. your
0: boss is on it, so you don't want to be on it. Or your dad's on it, so you don't want to be on
1: That's it. it. As soon as your mom shows up or your dad shows up, Snapchat is dead. Right. We will no longer be doing that anymore, people. Uh, Yeah,
0: so it's so competitive now. And like everybody wants to find the next Snapchat, right? Mm -hmm. Um, The next place where young people will go when Snapchat isn't cool or just to start digging into those numbers. Because Snapchat is is clearly a threat to Facebook, as it sees it, although Facebook is so powerful, it would take a lot more than Snapchat to to put Facebook out of business. But Facebook wants to rule the world. (laughs) Clearly, and to your
1: point, you know, there's there's a lot of uh, scuttlebutt about how Facebook usage has kind of shifted down small. But when you think about the billion people that are on the darn thing, that's a lot. Of people are posting a little less often about it. I forget what numbers were, but it's like four of people were posting now it's like 30 something percent of people are posting all the time and kind of giving up and so to keep it engaging and keep it different they have to have a new bell and whistle Um, and you know I think a lot of what they did in the business realm making sure there's ads and all these different things started turning off young young people and turning off all people actually um, so that you're using it less and less and less so they have to come up with the next shiny object to keep you going twitter the same thing i really think this whole twitter nonsense where they're saying we are going to expand to thousands of characters i forget the number from 140 characters to small ebooks um it hasn't happened yet but i feel like that scuttlebutt is just to make sure that you keep going while it's only 140
0: (laughs) yeah i mean i i don't know that that's really going to affect most most people um But they are, they now have, um, just like it's been going on, I guess, since the beginning of the year on, on, on iOS. Now for Android, the, the Periscope start playing in your feed as you, you know, you go through your feed, they start auto playing
1: on Android. So yeah,
0: they're trying to get, trying to make the most of Periscope. Um, clearly they're doing a better job than they did with Vine, but I I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it had some momentum for a while. It seemed like Periscope was going to rule live streaming. And now mm, I won't say it's it's receding, but it's not. Building up so much steam, or you think it's gone? You think it's Facebook Live is gonna it's kill done.
1: it? I mean, I'm sure there's still five or six people on MySpace or something, but <laughs> I, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's yes, like take my MySpace course, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? Or Google Plus, you know, Google Plus, there's still people that are hanging on to it because they love it. And here's the thing I love how Google Plus worked, but right. there were no people over there. You know, the engagement wasn't there, people weren't showing up there consistently. Um, of the few people that were following me, so it's the same kind of thing. But when you start integrating it with Facebook or hmm. YouTube, Twitter's just not going to compete, in my opinion. Right. Again, right. my very uneducated opinion.
3: <laughs> right.
0: Right. So let's let's move on to um, do-it-yourself mobile video, and our, our guest today is Monique Johnson. Monique, uh, you can call in. Um, She's from uh, beside, uh, both sides of the camera is her company, bothsidesofthecamera.com. and and Monique was a speaker at Social Media Marketing World twenty sixteen, talking about uh, mobile do it yourself video and um, I while well, Monique's calling in, you know um, that that new camera that just came out, right? It's sometimes it's it's called Mevo and some, and sometimes it's called. Movie, Movie Movi
1: is the name of the company and Mivo's is the name of the camera. But I've been very excited about this since I, I heard about it. And what I learned from Monique, now Monique Johnson, if I can also add to her introduction, is the reason I get on camera. So both sides wow. of the camera, she teaches people how to charm the camera and get over their camera shyness. I know nobody will believe this <laughs> now, but I was terrified of being on live video or recorded video. And Monique Johnson got me off of that crazy train. So I'm super excited that you're here, Mo. Hey, how's it going? Hey,
2: guys. Can you guys hear me? Thank you for having me. Yeah, great, we can. You yeah. we have a fancy setup, too. you fancy It's people. just a snowball microphone thing. <laughs> <laughs> So tell us a little bit
0: about what what you spoke about at uh, Social Media Marketing World um, related to do-it-yourself mobile video.
2: Sure. So this was the first year that, well, it was the fourth year of Social Media Marketing World, but it was the first year that they offered workshops. So there was an opportunity for attendees to sign up for these workshops that were 90 minutes long. So I conducted a workshop on all things mobile video production, but it's how to create a um professional video that your that your audience will watch both watch and share and so um it was a one of the more popular workshops like there was 500 plus people i was put in the biggest room i didn't realize how popular the uh topic would be and and what it is and i mean it was a blast and it was the opportunity for me to Pretty much um, show all that I know in regards to mobile video production.
0: That's great. Um, now, when when you talk about mobile video production,
3: mm-hmm.
0: tell us give give people who who aren't too familiar with it like what are the tool the basic tools you need to get started? Like, what's the least you need to have to to do that?
2: Well, for one, is a smartphone of some sort. It doesn't yeah. matter if it's you know iPhone or Android. And it's just a matter of my number one thing in which I I even said this in my workshop, and I'm a huge advocate for this, is that I see too many people holding their phones like this when they're recording video. And that is a no-no. You need to hold it horizontally because as a result, you're going to get what I call those ugly black bars on the side when you're uploading it to a a player such as YouTube. Okay, it makes you look like an amateur, like you don't know what you're doing. It's very distracting. (laughs) So I even had a specific slide in my workshop that says, help me. It was like this kid yelling to the microphone saying, stop the vertical video campaign. Like, that <laughs> is a mission for me. <laughs> um, however, however, I know there's certain apps like Snapchat and other things, or even Facebook Live. It's Facebook very live. hard to, or it looks really weird when um, you're recording it for um, and I only cause I'm on Snapchat, avid user of it. And yeah, I primarily, primarily hold my phone vertically. But if I feel like this is a great snap that I wanna repurpose, cause you know, you can download your, your videos right. to your phone, then I will purposely make it horizontally because I know I'm gonna repurpose it and put it on YouTube or something else. So um, that's right. what I recommend.
1: So, Monique, all things uh, considered, when you want to do it yourself with mobile video, that's what your whole thing is about. Mm -hmm. There's so many things that can go into it. The first thing is you need a a smartphone, obviously. But also you have to consider sound quality, Mm -hmm. lighting quality, Mm -hmm. all of those different things. What is the absolute most important thing to focus on?
2: Okay, so that's a very good question. So when it comes to video in general, audio makes or break your video. Like you could have the crappiest look like right now, you know, I'm a video person, but the lighting isn't exactly great. It's not fully lighting my face. But, you know, you could have all those different things going on. But if your audio is like staticky, or there's just a lot of background noise, distracting noise, people will leave in a heartbeat however when it comes to mobile video because you're dealing with whatever the manufacturer the camera that they put in your phone it's very limited so to me it's neck and neck between audio and lighting with your mobile device natural lighting is the most important thing to consider when you are looking to shoot a video so for instance you know You wanna be near a window, you wanna use as much sunlight. However, you might not have that luxury. Like right now, it's evening time on the East Coast time. So as a result, that's when you wanna use actual external lighting sources. So I recommend um, using daylight bulbs because that's the closest that you can get to natural lighting to the sunlight as far as um, color temperature. So that to answer it in a nutshell, it's both audio and lighting when it comes to your um, mobile device.
1: Right. So it's definitely neck and neck, but they're both really darn important. Yes. And um, it, it matters so, so darn much. Yes. You know, Like right now I'm, I'm lit from above. And so I have all these shadows around my neck and it makes me crazy. Now on a blab, I don't care that much. For some reason, blab is the place where we don't kind of forgive that. Mm-hmm. Part of that is we're not zoomed in as closely, right? right? We have these smaller squares and they're, you're sharing the and honestly you're not looking at yourself so that's kind of nice you're looking at everybody else and and Um, blab
0: is kind of it's really basically like talk radio with webcams it's like mm -hmm. when you see a a radio show simulcast on tv they're not really playing to the camera the camera's in the room but they're doing i kind of feel the same way on on blab i mean i i didn't put any thought into you know the lighting, the setting, anything. But I made sure I had a, a a microphone so that at least I sounded right clear as as you know I, I felt I needed to be or whatever. So I I kind of agree, like audio before video when it comes to a platform like this, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Which means you have to care about your bandwidth. You have to care about your internet connection. So yeah. Blab is notoriously cruel to people who have shoddy uh, internet connection, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like we want to hear what you have to say, but when you're uh, You know we finally give up um whereas it's a little different with the mobile video um apps and all these live streaming apps right
2: monique yes yes and i mean like you guys said you know bare minimum you can uh, most smartphones have their auto or their native camera app however there are some things that are out of your control so there are um bare minimum two apps which I'll share with you guys for iOS is well actually now it's both for iOS and Android which I'm so happy about this now is the Filmic Pro app F I L M I C Pro app um they recently launched the um Android version of it and so I'm really excited about that but pretty much this was this is the app that industry standards like people who actually create full out films in the indie film space, they actually use this app. So it's so robust. There's so many different things you can do with it, but I definitely recommend that. However, I've heard that sometimes with Android users, they're having issues with downloading it. So another app that I recommend when you're recording video is called Cinema FV-5, which I'll type that in right now for you guys. that is another great app that was actually created by a professional DSLR photographer videographer. Wow, that's cool. Yeah.
1: So, so okay, while what, we're, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, sorry, Jenny, go ahead. I was just going to ask about Mevo. So while we're talking camera, <laughs> sure. Uh, Mevo, which is, it makes me think of your name. Mo, I call you Mojo sometimes. Yeah. Mevo. Uh, so. <laughs> Mevo um, is this new camera that is supposed to stream Facebook live, but not using your phone. Yes, You actually use your phone to direct it. Mm -hmm. Um, When you were at social media marketing world, were you able to get a sneak peek?
2: Um, Not of Mevo. I did see someone um, use Osmo. I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with that one. It's another type of camera um, that you use your um, smartphone to direct it, just like Mevo, but it's not. It's strictly for recording. It's not something that it's directly just only for live streaming. I only saw one person moving around with that. However, based on what you guys were talking about for Facebook Live, Mari Smith, you know the queen of Facebook of everything Facebook, of course, was there. And was her able voice to um meet her and listen to her and to a lot of things. I will tell you guys, the number one push at social media marketing world this, this year was live streaming video and Facebook live. And as a result, um, Facebook now is catering to Facebook live videos, meaning you are going to rank higher in the algorithm. And they're doing a bunch of things that will be coming out feature wise in the next couple of months. So um, Mari definitely made sure to say, Get on Facebook Live, and the fact that I mean, look at it Facebook just recently partnered with Mevo to release this camera that only you know hooks up to Facebook Live directly. Two, um, Facebook sees the huge importance when it comes to video. So, for one, if you're an iOS user, you can create your own profile video feature. I I don't know if you guys have seen that. that. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I, I did that recently. Yet. You can do it if you have an iOS where you can actually create a small, I, th- I don't even know if it's like five seconds or so, of a profile video. So then when people go on your profile, it'll be a little video of you greeting them. So um, there's some – and then the <laughs> fact that, you know, Facebook – has their own video component to the fan pages, making it look very similar to a YouTube channel. Facebook is investing a lot when it comes to video because they know time and time again, this is why I love DIY mobile video and I want to share this with as many people as possible is the fact that, more and more people are viewing their content on mobile devices so you might as well this is the most powerful device that you can carry around in your pocket you no longer have an excuse not to create a video and the fact that all of these devices create hd video now even full 4k video it's amazing at the at such a low price the high the very high quality types of video that you can create and it's instant. You can edit it and boom, you're able to market your, your business and expand your exposure even more.
0: So Monique, like one of the questions I, I have about Facebook, you mentioned that they're really prioritizing video that's natively native to the platform, right? Sure. Um, is it, are they prioritizing things that are done on Facebook live? You know, you're live streaming over even recorded and uploaded directly to Facebook videos? That
2: is a good question. I'm going to say yes, but Facebook video pre-recorded videos still are very much important. you need to use as much video as possible. Right, right. Um, before, you know, I would I would say Facebook had a love and hate relationship with YouTube. They have an absolute hate relationship, okay? Right, I mean, you can right. see when you share anything on there with a the YouTube link, they, they've shrunk the size. I mean, it just doesn't look like appealing. <laughs> it doesn't automatically play or anything like that, okay? Oh, it's so, so fa- rude now. Yeah. <laughs> so, Facebook- yeah, I
0: was thinking, what did I do wrong? Yeah, like, I, I must not have loaded this link writers. <laughs>
2: <laughs> exactly. Facebook. Let me copy the embed code YouTube. again. <laughs> Facebook hates YouTube, guys. So you, if you want to do well with video, this is what I tell people, right? I'm like, okay, you still want to use YouTube as your mothership, your hub, right? Because it's the second largest um, search engine. However, for Facebook, you want to use that same video, but upload it directly. Do not share the link. It's not going to do as well because each of these social media platforms have their different cultures, rules, and all that. And I'm just telling people when it comes to video, just upload it directly, okay? You'll do much better with your rankings or, you know, just getting more people to engage with you.
0: Is there an ideal length of time? I mean, like was I question. take my I take my blabs and I put them on on YouTube, but I also embed them sure. with the uh, simple live press, uh, which is an app that uh, a plug in for WordPress, WordPress that, like pulls yeah. all your comments and all that stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. So I, I use different ways to to repurpose. Right. Mm-hmm. Should I take like a whole blab and just upload it, upload the raw video to Facebook? Or do you think that I'd be better off just taking like a clip?
2: okay right so one i would say test it out on your audience like who are specifically following you but me i would recommend you chopping them up creating either teasers or just even one little segment right the fact that you're doing this show you guys have covered several types of topics doing one topic clip and then encouraging people hey if you guys want to watch the rest of it head on over to youtube or provide a link or do some sort of strong call to action or if you have it embedded on your website, have them go to the direct, you know, URL. But um, I've yeah, I, 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 really I, done that. I, yeah, the only time I would say right now for Facebook that people would actually watch a long video is if it's Facebook Live. Right, right. if right.
1: they're able to communicate and participate in it live, but I don't think they're going to watch it mm-hmm. on the replay. Well, right? Nah,
2: it depends because if it's showing up in your news feed, you see there's a lot of comments, there's a lot of likes, a lot of hearts, emotions and things, people might actually stay and watch the whole thing or even add even more content themselves. You mean comments the themselves? For me-
1: The challenge for me with that is, have you watched a video that is pre-recorded, so you're not able to participate with that person? And in the background, you can kind of see Facebook other notifications coming up. And so, like, it's got built-in shiny object syndrome. It's, It's just not cute at all. You know, Ross, one of the things that I... I did is I had somebody who's much smarter than me cut up some of my blabs into those bite-sized bits. Mm -hmm. And I like to have these blab conversations go on for a long period of time. Mm -hmm. And she took one of my like hour and a half, uh, blabs and turned it into 11 bite-sized chunks that are now these 11 under between two and eight minute, uh, YouTube videos. And that's really powerful because then it becomes repurposable. You know, right. without having to be long form.
0: My my biggest problem is the time that it takes to 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 do it. And I I mean I, I guess it's probably worth making time if you, you feel you get a lot of good good feedback on that. Like you you're having people watching it and it's serving you well having those short clips.
1: I would not have done it had I not outsource right. that. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I want to be really clear, I do not have the time to spend on that. So it's not very fair for me to say. Um, however, I say that Monique Johnson, if she wanted to do that, she could do it really quickly, because she's got those skills. When I uh, edit video, it's, it's kind of like me making homemade matzo ball soup. It's just not pretty. <laughs>
3: <laughs> hey, David Hey, Ross.
0: Did you like have the a green
1: screen there, buddy? <laughs> David, have you met Monique? Uh
3: uh-uh. uh. Hi,
2: Monique. Hi, David. Nice to meet you.
3: Nice to meet you. This is not natural lighting.
2: No, it's no. not. I was going to say, those are daylight bulbs for sure. <laughs>
3: Yes, they are. <laughs> I have a pack of daylight bulbs sitting in the closet for any time I break a daylight bulb, which happens more often than you would actually
2: think. Yeah, trust me. I but know. I'm in the
3: process of uh moving everything over to LED. I'd rather do
2: LED. Oh yeah, LED is cool. the best.
3: So just, just a more expensive. Oh, go ahead, Dave. Prices coming down, so
0: but see if so. What are. else? What else do you guys see? Um, people doing wrong with do-it-yourself video besides going vertical when they should be horizontal with their camera. Trying to make In terms it- of like how they hold the camera or you know how they speak into the camera, something, you know, something like that. Like the biggest mistakes you see.
3: How much time do you have? <laughs> <laughs> be Let's concise. Something be somebody awesome, can correct. a list. <laughs> Stop making them Wait. stop trying to make them look like TV freaking commercials. It's not broadcast television. There's the first thing. Mm-hmm. It it's it's kind of like Jenny was asking me why I don't really why I'm not an advocate of Mevo yet. And I haven't played with one. Um I know somebody that has. Um and I trust them. Uh and that was way back at uh, around CES time. But anyway, uh, you know, there's friction. Um and the more friction you introduce in trying to create or go from idea to internet, um, the worse it gets. So, I, you know, it's kind of like taking your blabs and bite sized chunking them. Um, you don't have to do it. Go hire somebody for 20 bucks a week and have them do it. Uh
1: oh. She just, she, she got one right. for a second. She'll be right back.
0: Uh, um, so um, when we were, David, when we were going over those di- those different apps, did you, you, you threw a couple things in the chat box that all went by kind of uh, well, quick. I, what do you recommend? What do you with, like to use?
3: <clears throat> I agree with Filmic Pro. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'm an iOS guy. I have an Android, I have one Android device. I have my Nexus 7 tablet, which I do like. Um, but I'm not, uh, I quit trying to make Android work um, because, and this was a couple of years ago. Um, Android did not like external microphones aside from like this, um, right, it was a problem right. with the jack system and the way that the camera system worked and it didn't matter who did it. Uh, Samsung finally came out, I think with the five, the S five is when they sat there and they made it where an external mic would actually work. Like I have, um, uh, so I use a wireless lav or I use a wired lav system, um, <clears throat> for most of them. Uh, so uh, you know, it, it wasn't doing that. So basically what I was getting was on board or it was something janky like this. Um, or I was I was doing the audio recorded separately. Um, and then, I'll, and you know, there was just a no point because I had the iPhone, so it didn't matter. But that's how I actually started. Oh, my gosh, four or five years ago, all the videos that I was doing uh, were doing were uh, filmed on the iPhone um, because I, the cameras on them are great. And, right, and the right. best camera that you have is the one that you have with you, and that, and so that's another reason I don't really like Mevo. It's like it's friction. It's like if you introduce too much friction to start doing something, almost immediately, um, I, you know, it it just slows down the process and, and just complicating breaks. it, right? Yeah, exactly. So, um, and I can overcomplicate things way too quick. Uh, so I, that's know. the green screen
1: behind you. Just say. <laughs> <laughs>
3: well, that's permanently up there because I got tired of putting it up and taking it down. Um, so it's.
1: Cool. Same question to you, Monique. I don't know if you had stepped out, but the question Ross asked is, you know, what are some of the biggest mistakes you see people make when it comes to do it yourself mobile video?
2: Well, okay. Number one is really overthinking video. So like being in front of the camera, people have this huge fear of being in front of the camera and overthinking it. And especially (coughs) what David was saying, like I started with video, on my iPhone 4, (laughs) that was before HD even existed. But Mm -hmm. I mean, I did everything. I did white screens, I did um, green screens, all that other stuff like I played around with so much before I upgraded to like a DSLR or anything like that. And um, I would have to say people when it comes to, with anything like shiny object syndrome, they're like, oh, what app should I use? No, just start, press press the record (laughs) button and just start recording. Okay. And I'm just going to tell you this in which um, someone said this at a social media marketing role, and I'm so glad they did. Your first video is guaranteed to suck. Okay. Yes. That's that. <laughs> it's going to have suck. the charming years. It's Your going first 20 videos to, are
3: going yes,
2: to Yes. It's going <laughs> to suck, but don't let that stop you from recording a video. Okay. It's going to suck, but you will get better each time. I mean, Jenny can relate to this. And we did my like- sucked,
1: but yes,
2: I will attest to that.
1: Not just your, your pre recorded <laughs> videos, but your live stream. Right. When I decided to start Facebook live streaming, mm-hmm. I knew I was going to struggle with it because I struggled with Periscope so much, I gave up on it after four scopes, you know? Right. So one of the things I did was I took the pressure off of myself of making the content any good and decided to do a, a weekly show where I'm like, I'm going to tell you what we're going to be doing this week, even though you can read. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> I mean, that's truly what it was. Just to get in the habit of coming on camera and getting used to people coming on and getting used to how it all looks. Sometimes you just have to let go of it needing to be. Uh, it's not your TED talk, and I think right. that's right. you're yeah. absolutely right. Most people show up and they want their first blab, their first scope, their first Facebook Live, the first YouTube Connect to be their <laughs> TED talk. And uh, no, even Oprah has charming years. Did you see her hair in the '80s?
2: And And then people get caught up, like, first of all, one of the major complaints people say in regards to video production is fancy equipment. But even with your mobile device, you can hook it up, right? If you really wanted to, you can invest in so many different accessories and apps and things. And people tend to get caught up in that, too. Well, I want it to look like this or that. And To me, the only thing that you need to get started with is to have some sort of tripod attachment, okay? That's another thing is having these shaky videos, Along with the vertical, you don't want to have shaky. Now, people are more forgiving if you're, like, in at an event or something. But that's why things like the selfie stick and all that exist. It it allows you to have more stabilized videos. So I would say that's the number two thing that I see people are doing. So invest in a tripod attachment and a tripod if you don't have one. They're, like, 19 bucks, starting at, you know, Best Buy or something like that. Just set that up and just – Right, exactly. Are and you talking about like the ones you put get. on
0: the floor or like the no, little no, no, no. desktop the one? one.
2: The, a desktop or actual full out one where it has the legs, you extend them out so that you mm-hmm. can you know, record videos either standing up or sitting down. Not Amazon necessarily, basic 20 right. bucks. Yeah, or even just something like that, uh, a Joby one or something. But having some sort of stabilization for your videos will help you tremendously.
0: I got this thing. I need
2: one
1: of these little guys. That's awesome. Because the other thing I realized is I kind of need a selfie stick. Because sometimes Mm -hmm. I want to shoot a quick video. And I've always been like anti-selfie stick because it's a selfie stick. But when you're holding the, the, I can't get it far enough away. And then it's dancing around. (laughs) I think that that would be good. And I end up looking up my nose. It's not cute. Right. So it might be time for a monopod. The funny
0: thing is I haven't used this yet. Because I don't do anything with video except on black
1: gotcha So I,
0: i'm one of those people who's got to get comfortable too doing you know right. doing I other types of live streams and-
3: when i first started so there was no periscope or anything when when i started and probably mm-hmm. when, when monique started right. um in order to get uh more comfortable in talking to the camera like it's talking to a person because that's, a, that's like monique said that's the biggest thing
2: mm-hmm. is that
3: every time the camera goes on people look at the camera and they're like hi I'm David and <laughs> this is what I hear in headlights. It's, it's, yeah. it's really, really bad. You got to get comfortable and have a conversation with the camera and it's really difficult. So I went on Fiverr mm. and and I hoarded myself out and I did like <laughs> 30 second promo whatevers, mm-hmm. um, I, you know, I set the standard and I got paid, you know, to sit there and do, and I did probably, I don't know, 40 or 50 different things. But what it did is everybody gave me their script. So it got me used to talking about a whole bunch of different things. And so that's what I, you
2: know. Right. And I'm then I'm for me, I mean, fiber, right. I've been like doing video production since 2009, but being in front of the camera, I only started maybe two, three years ago. Um, I used to have this YouTube show with um, a friend of mine. And that is what helped me uh, get comfortable in front of the camera because you'll meet a lot of videographers or people who are into video. But if you put them in front of the camera, they they are not that great either but it's a matter of practice just like with anything else guys i know people hate to hear that and all that great stuff but it it just boils down to practicing and, and putting in the time and, and you, you, you okay. recommend
3: entertainment so i have an entertainment yeah. background mm-hmm. in entertainment you don't look at the camera that's right. a, that's a big no no <laughs> right so to go from that to having to look at the look camera at the to camera. eye contact and everything was you know hmm. so There are all these different things. It'll help with if you've never done stage, like Mm -hmm. if you've never done a a speaking event or a keynote or anything, it helps you with all that different type of stuff. Right. Um,
1: I think one of the biggest mistakes people make with all video pre-recorded or um, live, but especially live, Mm -hmm. is to be over apologetic. Nothing bothers me more than somebody saying, I'm sorry, guys, that I'm not keeping up with the chat over here because I'm not going to see your questions. But it's because I can't shut up, like just or apologizing for
3: getting a phone call.
1: Right. Or, oh, I got a phone call or. or, Right. All these different things. (laughs) And
2: it's live. Like, that's the point. That's why this is so appealing is it's raw, unedited, and people are more forgiving that way. And people want to see what's going on. Just, you know, you being yourself.
1: Right, right. So I think that perfectionism uh, really is a big problem. And the folks that do the best with live streaming are the folks that can set their perfectionism, they can laugh at themselves, and they know how to find the delete or hide button later if they need to. (laughs) Right.
0: Now, do you recommend, like you said, you know, your first 20 videos are going to suck. Do you recommend just like recording them and deleting them or yeah. recording them and saving them, but like no, wait till 21 to post no, it or
3: it's go not, live? It's or not going to matter. It's not going to matter. It, mm-hmm. it, the first 20 you publish are going to suck because there's always going to be it's that it, it's Hilda and the perfection uh, analysis paralysis or or whatever they're. It's just how it is. You're going to find stuff wrong. Somebody's going to sit there and comment. Mm -hmm. You know, oh, you said this (laughs) word wrong. Yes. Um, Or you said this word twice or, you know, all these different types of, you know, you you had a bird fly over in the background because you were shooting a natural scene or I don't know. I'm sorry, my the, the birds were off on break when the memo went out about don't fly in my freaking video. <laughs>
1: well, my recommendation for that is kind of a weird one that would make a lot of people uncomfortable. But Monique did this to me. The first video that I ever published was a blooper video of me trying to say stuff right and screwing up in her studio. And she was shooting the video. She starts laughing her ass off, but off camera. And I was like all wired in and not able to move. (laughs) And the film goes on for three minutes. So the first video ever on YouTube that she posted of me before I even had a YouTube channel is this fabulous blooper. Oh, where's that link?
2: I have I to. Was go. I, gotta, I gotta go find it.
1: <laughs> no, 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 no! You now have to go find it. But it is hysterical. That can
0: be our show opening for next month. Right? People, really, right. like the,
3: the, so people really like the B roll. And stuff what's really users. funny
1: is watching me try to get back to it. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna get back. <sighs> and I'm still laughing. You know, yeah, like,
2: we're both laughing. Like but yeah. what it
1: did is, it it was it totally broke the ice. Yep. Because now people are expecting me to be real. Um, and I, I think so few people would be willing to kind of show those warts. You know? Mm-hmm. But yeah. Oh,
3: Don't try and do one take. Please stop. It's very <laughs> evident. Yeah. Your <laughs> first <laughs> you... one
2: is not going to be the best. You're going to mess up and practice a couple of times and then you'll nail it. So,
3: Well, well I've seen people that have done over a hundred videos and you honestly can tell they try and do the entire thing in one freaking take. Yeah,
1: <laughs> in one take, not necessarily their first take, but one take. here. Uh,
3: uh, yeah, just one. Uh, just so you say, record and and they go through and and you can tell that they'll do it a hundred times
0: till they get one tape that take that they're they're happy with is mm-hmm. what you're saying, rather than editing a couple of. I mean, takes if I'm together, doing like right? a
3: twenty second promo video for a Facebook ad or something like that, that's going to be one take. But trust me, I did 30 fricking takes before I got that one happy. And I'm still probably going to edit something out because there's always going to be a pause or, or an and or too many ums. or.
1: Well, and one of the things, Monique, you teach also in DIY mobile video is you talk about how don't try to make the cuts in the editing mm-hmm. invisible, play them up. You know what I mean? Zoom in for the next cut, zoom out. Like those are more interesting videos to watch than the perfectly edited, like we're making a, a feature
2: film. Right. Right. I mean, yeah. I mean, there's like in the YouTube culture, there's, you know, people don't mind having the jump cut, which you would never have in a professional setting and all that great stuff. But to me, it's all about engaging and doing a reset button for your audience, and so zooming in, zooming out, and just doing those little things, um, you know, will just help reset that button. So people will be like, okay, let me continue watching this.
0: So, Monique, before we we wrap up, people who are you, you do video coaching, like on, you coach people on camera, you help with editing all sorts of. Can you just give people like a rundown on where they can find you sure. and what? what you offer
2: sure so um you can find me at both sides of the camera.com and if you want to learn specifically about mobile video production head on over to diy mobile com.
0: great great thank you so much for joining us it's uh, great meeting you, and, you and chatting with you
2: thank you so much for having me
0: yeah so uh this is this brings us to the close of our first show was a lot of fun mm-hmm. And um, we'll be back next month. Um, Jenny, tell everybody what's what you have coming up this week.
1: Uh, so this week on live streaming, I have Dames on Thrones tomorrow night mm-hmm. at 7 p.m. Eastern. If you are <laughs> up to speed on Game of Thrones and you would like to have fun, it's ridiculous. And then, of course, on Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Um, Eastern is the original Blab About Nothing with me and Karen Graves, which is always a blast. Nothing serious for the rest of the week. All the serious stuff is over by Wednesday. I only have about two days of serious
2: <laughs> in me. All
0: right. And I have uh, Thursday night, I have live stream sports at 7 p.m. Eastern right here on Blab. Marty McPadden, who uh, used to work for ESPN, is going to be joining me, sharing some secrets from uh, behind the camera, as well as his his uh, live streaming work and should be a good good conversation so hope to see everybody there and have a great evening everybody